Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another edition of, I shouldn't even say another edition, the first edition of 2017 of It's Everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar. This is our first, um, because we weren't here on the first, which was New Year's Day, and now we're here on the 8th, and it is... Happy New Year for us, Kenny's in the in the booth there doing his production thing. And we were sitting here before we went on the air talking about we should have had some champagne. But then Kenny informed me that we had some whiskey in the office. <laughs> so you're going to have to guess whether I or not I made him go get it and poured it in my teacup. Or not? I'll let you. I'll let us, the whole show go through, and then you can detail. You can tell me whether or not you think I had a hot toddy or not during, <laughs> during the show. It's cold enough here in San Francisco today, though, um, for a hot toddy to be warranted. But welcome, everyone, and I hope everyone had a safe um, uh, New Year's Eve into the new year and didn't party too hard and and um, have definitely gotten over all of the postings of Mariah Carey's uh, performance. I just had to say it. just had to say it. I'm not going to talk about it, but I just had to mention it. Uh, but we're going to go on with a new show and um, give you what we do best, and that is some interesting interviews with some interesting people, people about some interesting projects that they are doing. And so we're going to get right into it. I'm not going to hold, uh, hold back any at all. We're going to start off... Uh, with my first guest who has been on the show before. It has been quite a while since uh, my guest has been on the show. And so it's really a pleasure to uh, welcome him back to for him to um, talk about a new project that he's involved with um, as spokesperson um, for a wonderful company called 100% Wines. If those of you who have not um, heard about them, you're going to definitely hear about them now. And for those of you who do know about them, hopefully you'll walk away with a little bit more information about what they do. And so uh, it, it is pleasure for me to bring on to the show Bello Cipriani, who is spokesperson for 100% Wines. Hi, Bello. How are you? Hi, BB. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's been, it seems like it's been forever since you've been on the show. Probably has. Yeah. Huh? It has. It has. I missed you. Oh, thank you. And I know you. And the thing that I love about Bello, everyone out there, is he's not only a participant by being on the show, he actually does listen to it. So it's really neat to um, always have him on and, um, you know, not only as a guest, but as an audience um, member as well. Now, for those of you who don't know Bello, um, Bello is known throughout not only the Bay Area, but nationally because he is a distinguished activist for um the disabled community as well as the lgbtq community and um you've done so much as an activist as well as being honored for the work that you've done um um it has to be kind of you know because we do a lot of things that we do we do because they just need to be done not necessarily that you're looking for accolades but when you get those accolades it has to kind of be a little bit satisfying to know that all the work that you're doing is being recognized 
it's definitely you know the cherry on the ice on the Sunday uh, mm-hmm. when you get acknowledged by your own community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so definitely it's been a pleasure and a treat to you know receive different acknowledgements from especially the LGBT community so that's been always wonderful yeah and you were grand marshal a couple years ago at our san francisco pride yeah and the first the actual first um uh blind person to actually receive that designation so another first for you you've done so many firsts or so many onlys (laughs) it's like you know it's kind of it's kind of um it's almost a part of who you are you know to continue to to uh, break down walls and to change perceptions of people. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, we just, you know, like yourself, you do a lot of things for the community as well. We just, you know, work and commit to the things we're passionate about. And, you know, these things come up, these acknowledgements, they just, they mean a lot. You know, mm-hmm. they're very um, humbling. Um, now, you are a spokesperson, as we uh, mentioned at the top of the show, for. 100% wind, and I just want to go on and mention you're also a spokesperson for Guide Dogs for the Blind. Are you still doing that as well? Yes. Yeah. Right. So in, in addition, so now you've added another spokesman um, ship um, for you at a, a company, and I've read the backstory to this company because before you and I um, talked via email, I was not aware of what they did. I was aware of what 100% Wines was, I, you know, what, what the wine was, but I did not know the company um, philosophy, their goals, and what actually, you know, they did. So why don't you share with the audience what exactly, before we talk about, you know, your role, um, what is it that 100% Wine, what distinguishes them from other wine con- companies? Sure. 100% Wine is a premium winery that donates 100% of proceeds to nonprofits that help people with disabilities find jobs. So we are essentially giving everything back to the disability community, and our goal is to help these different agencies that sometimes struggle with funding achieve their goals by helping people with disabilities, you know, uh, get work. Now, that is just... Um completely amazing Um, because I'm very familiar with like here we have a company called Toolworks which I know you're familiar with so I know uh, they hire um, uh, disabled people for a variety of things that they contract out for work for a lot of it in the construction area for cleanup and other things um, which um, you know they can find people to actually do the task at hand and it's a great organization a good friend of mine is one of the directors, and um, I've, I've known them for years. And when I was in construction uh, or real estate management, I actually had hired them to do some work for us when we were doing, like, demolition and cleanup and all that kind of stuff. And it was just, I don't know, it was just kind of rewarding for me to be able to have something that I could actually, you know, provide a contract to for people with disabilities. It was just a wonderful thing. Now, how does this company, though, um, because I know when I was reading part of it, it says that they give to local agencies. And I know they're, I think they're headquartered in, in Missouri. Is is that correct? Or That's correct. Okay. Yeah, for, so, um, so how do they, how do they, yeah. So when, so how, how is it where a place like say Sacramento or San Francisco or Oakland or agencies in those areas, how are they able to, to um, get funding from a company that's in Missouri? Sure. So we just started, we launched first in Missouri and we're expanding our distribution or, you know, um, getting into um, 
Illinois, and we're breaking into the uh, California market as well. Um, and what we're basically telling these different agencies who are in this field is that, you know, we're just breaking in and we're taking notice of all these different agencies that are, you know, um, like you mentioned, doing their part in, you know, creating these different job opportunities mm-hmm. for people with disabilities in different fields. So uh, we've given a, a couple of checks, and it started in Missouri because that's where we were founded. However, as the company grows, our reach will grow as well. Great. And, 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 and what's the story behind, because this company was founded by um, their CEO or president who, um, who has a son with disabilities, and it was his desire that he wanted to not only thinking about the future of his son and his ability to, to um, you know, work on his own or to give back or to feel self-sufficient, that he decided to make to do this company to help others as well. Can you kind of fill in a little bit more about the backstory on this? Of course, yes. So, uh, 100% Wines. Uh, Wines was started by Scott Monet. And like you mentioned, um, he was inspired by his own son, who uh, is um, has a disability. And, you know, he's a businessman. He's worked for several companies, you know, publicly traded companies. And he wanted to just have um, his son's, you know, ability to find more work. And so that was, you know, in essence, how this came about, where he figured that he wanted to create more job opportunities for his own son in the future. Um, And that started off as the mission, and that's, you know, the story that we tell. Um, He is not just a CEO, but he's also a a father Mm -hmm. of a person with a disability who he wants to make sure um, is successful in life. Yeah, yeah. Now, um this is this is just now breaking in the California market so that most people aren't going to be able to say go into their local grocery store or to um was it called bevmo uh and pick up um bottles of um 100% wines which also has two different wines it's red a red wine blend and uh, a sauvignon blanc that is available um, to the people, and I understand that they're, I, I haven't, I, I know who they are, but I haven't had any, and I definitely want to taste this red wine blend. I could actually go for some today for my hot toffee that I... <laughs> Exactly, that's like, like quite the cocktail there. You're right. Um, <laughs> we quite. have actually, um, we have two Virgils, and we just introduced a third, which is a Moscato, and Ooh. Our, our, Ooh. yes, so, you know, we're adding a little you know, um, a little different vertical to our, our existing, you know, palette. And so we, you know, um, like you mentioned, we have a Sauvignon Blanc, a red blend, and now we have a Moscato. And people could actually purchase this uh, via our website. Our website is um, www.drinkwinehelppeople.org. And in addition to buying a wine store, people could get more information on our, about our verticals and our winemaking process. Wow. Drink, wine, help people is the dot com is the website um, for those who want to do online orders and hopefully at some point in time um, they will be in uh, retail locations in California as you expand to get this but of course expansion doesn't happen unless there is you know purchasing we out there in the community have to you know, create the the demand and we have to, you know, buy and, and want. So you guys out there, you know, need to 
give this a shot. And so many people that I know don't even go to the stores anymore to purchase wine anymore. They actually do do it online. So many people, um, you know, participate in these little wine, these wine um, group programs or whatever, you know, where you get a case a, a month or something like that. And um, so this was right up the alley when you know you can actually buy online. Definitely. Uh, we've received a lot of accolades. We've been uh, received accolades from uh, sommeliers, um, you know, across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but most importantly, you know, we, we, we have a mission where we're giving back to the community. And something else I want to mention is that, you know, um, Scott Manette, in addition to founding the company, he's our CEO, but he took the pledge of having the salary of just $1. Wow. People that, you know, he's you know, invested in this project and that his mission long term is to really create more opportunities for people with disabilities. Wow. Okay, CEOs out there, take note. Dollar. A dollar. Okay. <laughs> I like exactly. that. Exactly. One dollar. Yeah, I, I like that. And, and again, and you did, you did mention earlier, he has been the CEO of you know, uh, several companies out there during the course of his career. And so, um, you know, this definitely is not a need for him to make more money. It is definitely, um, you know, out of uh, the need of finding ways to find more work and making and helping disabled people with their sustainability, their self-sustainability by doing so. So this is this is so... This is so wonderful. Now, what I want to do is take a quick break, though, Bella. When I come back, I want to I want to talk about how you got involved with 100% Wines and what it is that you're planning on doing in the position that you have with, you know, the goal of making this grow and to um, help get this so that um, uh, more and more money is funneled to these agencies helping the disabled community. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Bello Cipriani after this. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Like us on Facebook and share us with your friends. Find out more at facebook.com slash progressive voices. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side as a unified team of the best fertility specialists guided by the highest ethical standards Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. 
Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.alegrecare.com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to It's Everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar. Uh, we are the weekly Sunday edition of the Michelle Meow Show. And it is Happy New Year for us because this is our first show back and uh, back into the groove here for 2017. And we are uh, joined right now uh, by a great friend and, and, and someone who's given so much of himself and sharing of his own story through his um, uh, authorship of his memoir called Blind, a Memoir. Um, a few, ooh, while ago, that was a while ago, but also has released a book called Midday Dreams, which is a short story um, uh, a few years ago as well. But uh, Bello Cipriani has has given so much of himself and been uh, awarded. Like I mentioned about you being a grand marshal in, in 2015 for SF Pride, but you, 2015 was a big year for you because you were also named Best Disability Advocate by the SF Weekly, and Huffington Post also named you one of the five agents of change for advocacy and community work. Um, you know, those honors definitely are... I mean, I, I can't, I'm speechless even knowing I didn't even know that you had those bestowed upon you. And it's just so neat to see uh, uh, people recognizing for your work. And so, I, I, you know, it leads me into the question is, how did you get into being the spokesperson for 100% Wines? But I'm pretty sure they found you with all of these <laughs> credentials. But I'm going to let you tell, tell me how is it that, you know, you became a part of this mission of 100% Wines to give give 100% of their profits back to or to the disabled uh, community. Thank you. Um, like you mentioned, I've been my 2015 was definitely a, a big year for me, as, you know, as an advocate. Um, and I write for different newspapers, you know, in the Bay Area. I write for the um, Bay Area Reporter. I have a column there, um, but I also write for a lot of different um, other um, newspapers and outlets as well. And I write a lot about you know disability and social justice, and that's why I caught the attention of founder Scott Manette. He mm -hmm. read my articles, and he, like you mentioned, he approached me, and we talked about how I could, you know, help this project, and, you know, it was such an easy uh, connection to make because we were both very passionate about, you know, creating more job opportunities for people with disabilities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, I could only... Yeah, like I said, I, I'm sure they found, I was pretty sure that they had found you. But as a spokesperson, spokesperson you know, is your, um, I'm pretty sure your, your number one um, uh, priority is probably just to really help make people aware of 100% Wines and what their mission is and, and try expand, you know, help with the growth of the company. Am I right in that? And, and if so, what is it that you're, you're, you're you're trying to do in, in which to to get to get to that point. What are you What are you doing to reach those goals? I'm definitely you know just building awareness. You know mm -hmm. not just about 
um, our, our wines, you know, which people could learn more about at um, drinkwinehelppeople.org, but also um, about this, you know, um, this need or this uh, for, for people with disabilities to have more um, job opportunities. I think people may not be aware that people with disabilities are the largest minority in the United States. However, we have the biggest problems when it comes to educational attainment and work participation. And so building up awareness about the cost and also building, giving people a way to get involved and, you know, um, help um, the cause. Mm-hmm. And there's, as an advocate in, in, in looking at this problem of um, matching jobs with those who can do them, I'm I'm trying to word this in a way so that people can totally understand what I, without using the word disabled because I think that's where perception becomes the problem and I don't know correct me if I'm wrong but I think when people see hear that word they already think cannot do am I that's am, correct am I am I right and and so what what we need to be thinking is just making trying to match jobs with people who can do them Definitely. you know and we need to not exclude <laughs> uh, those who have certain challenges right um, and um, and I know that's a difficult thing for you as an advocate and for so many other people to do to get that perception out of our our minds that, if someone's disabled, it means they cannot do. You're 100% um, correct, <laughs> Bibi. And I think that that's where, where the conversation begins, is that people are not aware that, first of all, that people with disabilities can work or whether they want to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the biggest misconception. People say, well, do people with disabilities actually want to work? And the, the truth is that, you know, we do. People with disabilities want jobs. You know, we want homes. We want opportunities. I mean, at the end of the day, we're just like everyone else. The only mm-hmm. difference is that we negotiate the world differently. Yeah. Oh, I like that. We negotiate the... Oh, I love that line. We negotiate the world differently. I love that so well. Um, and and um, um, I don't know. I don't know what we... we I don't know. What do, you, what do you think one of the ways to do to, um, to, to get people to realize that... Um, so many, there's so many <laughs> jobs out there. I mean, I see it every day that, you know, I know that most people I know that have some some challenges can do. And yet I know that they probably are not even considered, you know, for jobs. And, do, and, and, and what about also on the end of trying to help those who are, are finding those blockades as they go out there in the workforce um, do, do you also try, as an advocate, try and give them some forms of encouragement or training or uh, on how to uh, navigate through that process? I do. You know, like I mentioned, I write for different papers, and I'm always, you know, trying to get my different thoughts on different ways to help people with disabilities be successful. You know, people could follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Belloism, which is uh, B-E-L-O-I-S-M. And, you know, I, I write about this all the time. And, you know, people with disabilities, um, what I always talk about is, you know, we, we look at, you know, diversity, right? Mm-hmm. And we think of people with different um, race and gender and disabilities often not perceived as part of diversity, but 
disability is diversity. So mm-hmm. that's where I, I begin my conversation that, you know, in this country, diversity is heavily, you know, influenced by gender and race and not really ability, how we do something, right? And so mm-hmm. that's where I really begin in talking to, you know, different uh, businesses and different people, even with disabilities who may think that, you know, I'm not, I am now disabled, I can't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it, it's it's just such a um, it's so simple it seems, but yet so difficult. You know what I mean? It's 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 it, we can make this so much simpler. We can make this. It seems like yeah, okay, I get that, but it's not happening. And I think you're, you're right. It's not included in so many other things. Even is is the minority group as you just mentioned it is the largest minority group in the U.S. Yet. That never really is brought up in conversation as well. No, it's not. You know, so so we're talking about so many um, exclusions just from a recognition that, um, uh, number one, we have a group of people who require um, uh, some assistance in their navigation through life or negotiation through life and their world. And we're, we're not even seeing it. We're not even seeing it. And that's the, the probably the, one of the major cruxes of the problem right there is that it's hard to fix an, a problem and to address an issue when you don't even know the issues there. You know what I mean? And it's not to say that there, we don't see the community. It's just that I guess we just don't fathom that their um, challenges present certain difficulties for them to, you know, um, negotiate through their world. And we just need to be more cognizant of that and recognize that more. Definitely. And that's something where, you know, when I talk to different, you know, uh, business leaders, I always make sure to bring up that, you know, just we're redefining diversity. You know, when you look at diversity, don't fixate on, you know, race and gender also include abilities, you know, mm-hmm. um, how people negotiate a world, how they do something, it may be different, but it doesn't mean it can't be done or that it's less valid. Right, right, right. Well, well, Bello, um, God, that, that's, there, there's a start there. And, 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 and again, there's just so much where people can simply do to help with this issue. And hopefully um, with the work that you do and other uh, advocate uh, groups and um, individuals out there d- are doing that w- will come around <laughs> to um, uh, to you know actually start making larger dents in addressing this issue. Um, again, um, you are representing um, as a spokesperson 100% Wines, which donates all of its 100% of its profits to agencies that help people with disabilities find work. And um, you out there, the audience, can help with this mission um, by you can go online if you're not in an area where uh, the wine is um, readily available to you through retail outlets by going to www.drinkwinehelppeople.org. I think earlier I said .com, but it's .org. So please check out... um, the company, their story will touch you, and um, definitely if you're a wine drinker, it will encourage you to give it a shot and know that your money is going 
to something other than to your palate. <laughs> so, Definitely. <laughs> you know, and, um, and, and Bello, if people wanted to contact you um, directly for either more information on, on, the, on 100% Wines or more information on, um, you know, um, helping in your advocacy work uh, for the disabled community, where can they find you, either through email or wh- wherever you prefer for them to address it? Definitely. I'm on Facebook and I'm on Twitter. Um, my handle at Twitter is at Belloism, B-E-L-O-I-S-M. My uh, Facebook direct URL is facebook.com slash Cipriani. And also my website is uh, com. Great. There you go. You have it there. Thank you so much for being on the show as always. And um, I'm definitely going to have to order me a case of this stuff. (laughs) Okay. Thank you you so much. And we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we'll be back with our second guest who's going to wow you with his music. So we'll be right back after this. Lena. I've been doing drag here in San Francisco for almost 20 years and uh, over the past couple months I just opened up my club Oasis. It's been going really well. People really seem to appreciate the space. It's something people say San Francisco really needs right now because the city has been changing a lot. I always had this attitude of, of opening a space that was kind of like for everybody and that's just kind of the attitude and the, the uh, the ethics of Oasis is it's kind of a space for everybody. How does it feel to be a business owner? I don't know, you know, it's funny because I still need to, I still have to kind of pinch myself to believe it's actually true, you know what I mean? Like I walk in there and, and I go up to the bar and I go, oh, can I please have a glass of water? You know, it's kind of like, I forget that it's my place. Running gay clubs, it's changed a lot. Um, I think that gay people now, they're everywhere. They don't feel like they have to maybe be in a gay bar all the time, so you have to be much more creative about how you are enticing people to come out to your club. I, I guess I'm successful because I'll just say it, I work really hard at what I do. I also like to provide a really quality experience for people. So yes, you know, people will pay to see my shows and pay to come to my club, but I always like, like to give them something that's worth it. The experience that they'll, they'll leave my shows going, okay, that was worth it, you know what I mean? This has always been my attitude. Um, just to entertain people, and so it seems like that works, you know. I would say to young kids, you know, just kind of form your own identity. And, uh, and you know, don't let others dictate how you should behave or think. Uh, you can always go to uh, sfoasis.com to find out about all the entertainment and nightlife that we have going on at Oasis. If you want to see drag, we've got that for you. If you want to see some queer hip-hop parties or queer dance parties, we have that for you. Spotlight on success and achievement. Brought to you by Wells Fargo. Together, we'll go far.
Well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome to It's Everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweet Briar. We are the weekly Sunday edition of the Michelle Meow Show. And I can, t- oh, I love that song playing back there in the background. I love that. That is a remake, of course, of the fabulous Rufus featuring Chaka Khan hit Ain't Nobody. And we actually had the artist singing that song on our show, ooh, back maybe in March of last year, I think, of 2016, when he dropped that uh, cover tune out there for the public. And so I just had to have him back on the show if he's in preparation of dropping his new EP called Taylor Made out there for you guys to enjoy. So I want to welcome Taylor Jameson to the show. Hello, hello. How are you? How are you? It's been a while. It's been like... It's like having tea with an old friend. I know. <laughs> well, honey, if you if you were, uh, we having some special tea for 2017 first show back here on the air here in the. I kept saying, well, actually, I can't tell you whether or not I'm having that kind of tea because I said that we should be having, you know, we should have had champagne. And then Kenny, my producer, said, well, we got whiskey in the office. And I'm like, oh, hot toddy time. Like, yeah, but, like he's going for the special tea. But the guess is out there for the audience to determine what. Whether or not I'm actually just drinking regular tea, or am I actually having some hot toddy? They'll be. They need to respond later on what they think. And I think that <laughs> we're gonna do that. Is if, you're, if you're feeling classy, or right. classy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always classy, honey. Always, always. But <laughs> welcome to the that. show. And and so much has gone on. It's been about eight months or so since we last had you on the That's show. True. And, you know, at that time, um, as I mentioned, you had just um, put out a real, ch- you know, I, I always think any time you do a, a cover of a tune that, um, as myself, I've also done, um, uh, that people recognize immediately um, is really difficult for an artist because it's hard to make it your own. You need to make it your own and, and, and get the mindset of the person listening to it that somebody else did it. And um, and I just, I just you know, embrace that song because I think you did such a wonderful job of, you know, making it a Taylor Jameson song, you know, did it, doing it in your style and in your way and, mm-hmm. and still making it a, a, a great song. You know what I mean? And, um, and I mean, yeah, that was, uh, that was really what, you know, that's really what I wanted to do with that song because since that is an older song, essentially I wanted, you know, new listeners, younger listeners, people that haven't heard that song, to mm-hmm. be surprised that it's, you know, it, it actually is an older song. And mm-hmm. then, then for people that know the original, to be able to, you know, take a listen to it and respect it, even if it's, you know, something that they normally wouldn't listen to, they can listen to it and go, okay, okay, I respect that. I yeah. Like that. <laughs> and, and that's good, too, because you're also playing, I always think, too, you're also paying homage to the writers of, of saying that you have a good song, because that's what, Great songs just stand the test of time. Exactly. No matter, you know, when they came out, you know, they still, you know, like you said, you can play that today and it's still, mm-hmm. you know, a little tweaking, of course, and the vibe and all that, but it's yeah. still, it still rings true as a good song no matter exactly. when you actually do it. So it's great. But speaking of songwriter, you are a songwriter and you do, um, you, you, you write beautiful melodies and, and have great lyrics and that's what we are going to be exposed to with your EP tailor-made and congratulations on that. I, I'm thank you. Um, 
having had the ability to listen to it, I have to say I'm 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 pretty blown away. Well, thank you so much. That that's it. It makes me very happy to hear that because I've um, I worked really hard on this project. Um, How long did it take mainly, you to actually? Because there there's basically five songs with an intro. There's an introduction, yeah. a, a small like a minute or so or, or whatever of, a, of an introduction. That's a song that you kind of help set the set the scene of it and then of course the bonus track is what we kind of initially kind of played a little bit of uh, ain't nobody on there so how long did it take you to put these other songs together are these something that you particularly wrote for this project or these are songs you already had out there that you just needed to kind of put them somewhere and and you decided to finally put them together so this first project um all the songs except for living a dream i had already worked on, written, um, kind of put together over my time since I've been here in L.A., and those groups of songs kind of made sense to me as a project when I was putting it together, because essentially this is, you know, the first look at me as a songwriter, as an artist outside of, you know, just being a voice and just being a sound Mm -hmm. is actually, like, what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, And that collection of songs is, you know, where is, is a chapter one, essentially. It's not the book. Of Taylor, it's chapter one. It's where I'm at, and where I was at in that moment, in um, in my life. And it's like, and it and it covers, you know, different content. It covers the idea of, you know, falling in love, falling out of love, um, the idea of being imperfect. Because essentially, I wanted this first project to not be something that you know is just like cookie cutter. Um, look at me, I'm like a new pop artist. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I feel like a lot of people do that instead of trying to just you know, instead of just being themselves. And that is really, I think that's the hard part for artists, me included, mm-hmm. is to, you know, we all want to have a level of success and and we want our music to be heard, and but then we also want to stay true to who we are, and mm-hmm. sometimes those don't necessarily go together, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Sometimes... Um, who we are as an artist, as far as a songwriter or a singer, um, and its uniqueness does not necessarily match up with major radio air, you know, airplay or mm-hmm. massive response from people. Um, and we've got to find a kind of a, 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 a ground that we can walk on that you know, we, we can be satisfied with and not feel like we're selling out or giving up, giving, giving away of who we are as individuals and still exactly. try and, and maintain what we want to do as far as successfully, you know, do something successfully. Um, and, uh, and so in this, I kind of, I, I, in this project that you are getting ready to put, drop on um, an outlet, we can find it online and we'll talk about that in a second, but um, is that you kind of, you know, you've got some upbeat stuff on there. You've definitely got some ballads in these in these five songs. But what I like is it does tell the story. It's so personal. This is, you know, as you listen to the lyrics, these lyrics are are pretty deep. Pretty, they're not. <laughs> they are. And yeah. <laughs> the world is like surprised. Wait, a pop song with, with depth? What? Right. Exactly. You know, no. No. I, I love that. That's like that's that's what I love. But I think these are. I mean, the lyrics alone are worth listening to. The, to that because they do fit into what a lot of young men, a, a lot of young um, gay men, 
are you know go through and um and and don't know how to, should I say it should I should I can I say it can I put my emotions out there and yeah. it, you do that in in this album or this EP yeah and I mean and I and I can totally see um and I do relate to that you know with the idea of of being imperfect and then the last song on there um that's my favorite by the way you. imperfect is Imp- my favorite Ah, good. It's one of my favorites too. Yeah, it is. It is because it is. It's so true. It's just. It, it is. Um, definitely my my favorite. But your your uh your lead single is uh, a song called "Down," which I do like as well. And that is actually that is on iTunes right now. Yeah. So that one is out on all the major platforms. So that's out iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeart. All of that stuff. Now, tell me, yeah, tell me about that song. Like, what, what's that song about? And then we're going to play it. Um, but tell me about, like, where your head was when you wrote this song. So Down is, um, Down is about this person that I was seeing when I was 18 turning 19. It was right before I moved to L.A. And when I wrote the song, probably about a year later, it was, reminiscing about that feeling of really just like letting go and just falling, falling into that other person. Mm-hmm. Cause I know at least for myself, um, you know, it is, it is a lot of trust and it's a lot of, um, I don't know. It's just really hard to sometimes just let go and let yourself almost be vulnerable to someone else to be able to affect you. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to you know, just be like strong and, just be like, I'm independent, I don't need anybody, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it was really just capturing that that moment in time of just really asking, you know, like on the bridge, it was just like, what do you want me to say? I'll write whatever you want me. Um, and just really just capturing, yeah, just that emotion right there. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people, guys, girls, you know, any age can relate to in some way because you know i feel like everybody has that one person or maybe two three people that you know Mm -hmm. that song reminds them of yeah and how old are you i actually just had my birthday on december 30th Mm -hmm. so i just turned 24 wow you're such a baby so i mean i just love it because you got (laughs) like you know you have this long time that i've been like you're speaking as if you know you've been in LA for like ever and you know <laughs> when I was 18 like going on 19 like mind. that was so long ago you know <laughs> well I you know what describe, well we're gonna it's like you know because I've been out here for a little over four years now because and I mean I did come out here when I was 19 so it's a lot younger than a lot of other people so you know some people are just starting to come out here when they're 22, 23, 24. That's because LA is tough, honey. It's a challenge. You gotta um, have you gotta you gotta have some thick skin to be going to LA with them vultures out there, honey. Um, been a lot of <laughs> Well, we're gonna play down right now and go into commercial. And then when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about um, you know, this out al- this EP and kind of your audience and you know, are, you know, is there a message that you're trying to say to some of these people? But um, here is um, Taylor Jameson's first lead single off of his EP, Taylor Made, called "Down," and we'll be back right after that. Yeah. 
listening to the progressive voices channel on TuneIn. please help us grow like us on facebook and share us with your friends find out more at facebook.com slash progressive voices babe i think we're ready we're really doing this yeah i'm ready for our family so where do we start <laughs> starting a family is a team effort and when life needs a little encouragement pacific fertility center will be right by your side as a unified team of the best fertility specialists guided by the highest ethical standards 
Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say, I do. Especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.alegrecare.com. Allegra Home Care serving your community. Well, hello, we're back. Thank you, thank you so much for staying with us. I hope you've enjoyed the show up to this point. We are entering the last quarter of our first show of 2017 and we are uh, speaking with um, my second guest Taylor Jamison a wonderful artist out of a recording artist out of LA songwriter as well and um, we were just just got through listening to before the commercial break um, his lead single from his uh, up and coming EP Taylor made called Down, and I just love that ballad. That's um, what I love about it, and I, I I do hate making comparisons of people. I hate being compared to people, and I know other people do, but um, every time I listen to you, remind me of uh, Jesse Smollett uh, from Empire and your that. ability to go from your full voice to falsetto so easily. Um, you know, in that comparison, it, it both are just as equally strong. And, and and that's, you know, not an easy thing to do, particularly for male singers. And, you know, you don't lose any of your strength when you go into your head voice, you know, versus your, you know what I mean? And I, I yeah. love, and this song definitely showcases that. Thank you. And, as, and you know, I love, I love, being able to play that one live because everything on the EP, um, all the keys that you hear, uh, that's me playing piano on everything. Wow. Um, See, so, so talented. Then when I'm able to then... So talented. <laughs> then when I'm able to, you know, do it acoustic, then I'm transferring that over so people can, you know, get that correlation because, you know, when it is just acoustic... So what you're trying to playing. say is you ain't going to have a Mariah Carey debacle at any point in time in your career. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I can say is I don't know her right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really feel, I really feel for that. I really do. I, as much as people, we are all kind of like in, all, like making jokes and everything, but I do feel for her. I really do. I have to say, I really do. But um, now, now this, this, this EP, as I said, has an introduction to it, which set, kind of sets the tone or 
kind of sets up the listener to the songs coming up. And in the introduction, you mentioned something about um, you getting tired of people talking about you or making judgments about you. And, and I'm assuming people who don't really even know you. And um, it, has that been something that has been an inspiration for you to write about in some kind of way? You know, whether people are envious about the things that you're doing or whatever they're whatever they're talking about is but you do mention that in the introduction and I, I so I wanted to kind of hit upon that it's like what what kind of significance does this have about the compilation that you put you're putting out so yeah so when I was referencing that one that one's actually an imperfect so that's the mm. first song right after the intro okay. uh, the idea of you know yeah it's just what is the best way to put that you know, it is, it is, you know, hearing a lot of things that you end up hearing from other people mm-hmm. that you that don't necessarily know that you know other people. Because, mm-hmm. you know, L.A. is a big city, but at the end of the day, it's also a very small world. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's plenty of times that, you know, I go out to shows and I randomly meet somebody that is, you know, best friends with this girl that I write with. Mm-hmm. Or I'll go to, you know, some party with somebody and then you'll randomly meet somebody that's, you know, producing something for this person you're friends with. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it just ends up being a small world. And me personally, I don't ever really like want to say anything bad about people. And it's like, and if I do have an issue, you know, I, I pretty much, pretty much say it up front because filters are left at the door because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got time to carry that around. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, that makes friends, that makes enemies, but at the end of the day, that's the idea of being imperfect and, you know, and not changing for people because I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and it's unapologetic. And, you know, that's essentially the, the theme throughout this this project is the idea of just, like, authenticity mm-hmm. for myself and being unapologetically myself and carrying that through to then people that are listening to it because, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, Everybody wants to be liked. Everybody wants to, you know, have friends and be popular and all these things. But at the end of the day, it's like you need to you need to do you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and understand that that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if everybody else got a problem with it, as long as you're okay with it, <laughs> that's you. No, that's no, I, I totally, totally get you. Now, now this, um, as we said, are like five full songs, five full new songs, and then the... Yeah. Then the um, bonus track being Ain't Nobody, which released earlier in 2016. Um, did you think about kind of think of putting a full album out and writing a few more songs before, you know, what made you kind of go with this EP instead of, you know, trying to bang out a few more songs? and Essentially, doing this EP was... Like I said, it's a it's a chapter one. It's mm-hmm. a first it's a first look at me as a writer because you know I've been writing a lot um, with people on their projects, especially this last year in 2016. I was heavily writing with lots of different writers, producers, working on pitches, working on placement stuff, working on a lot of other people's stuff outside of my project. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it is difficult, you know, to be going around as a songwriter, but then, you know, not having your own material out. Yeah. And so many, but so, it's so funny though you say that because there's so many of the artists that we love, um, that are, you know, successful as recording artists and performers who started their careers off as kind of solely 
songwriters for other people. Exactly. You know, yeah. and you know, you know, like uh, top of my head comes Neo, you know, who mm-hmm. is like phenomenal and has mm-hmm. written for everybody. <laughs> and you know, and then finally it's like, and then you listen to his voice. And I'm like, boy, what? Why wasn't you doing this before here? Okay, because no, really, because I think so many people think like when I think of songwriters like say Diane Warren, beautiful songwriter, the girl don't don't give her a mic, please. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It's like don't give her a mic. I've heard you. I've heard her do a little, you know, stuff. No, no, no. But you know, that's what. I think a lot of people have that in mind. The songwriters do great songs, but they probably really can't sing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They can't. Well, they can't. that's the thing. And then, you know, we're in a good moment of that because, you know, there's a lot of people like you said, Neo, there's, you know, Bruno mm-hmm. Mars. Right. Um, Sia. It's like all these people right. have written for literally everybody. Right. And then when you actually are then able to, you know, hear them, it is different because you're actually hearing them, you know, sing their own. Right, and then you think about, then you listen to them and say, oh my God, I know they wrote that other song. I really would have liked to have heard them do (laughs) that Mm -hmm. song, you know Uh, what I mean? Yeah, a lot of times you'll be like, oh, I wish I would have heard Sia sing Right, you know? (laughs) But but I do understand how kind of coming from being a songwriter and then going into also being a performer, I guess that's the best way to say it, um, Mm -hmm. being known as a performer is, is sometimes, it can be a tough road, you know, for you in the industry out there. I've, I've had other people on the show or have interviewed other people for um, columns, and, you know, they kind of mentioned that, that little, because almost like the industry doesn't want you to do that. They want, you know, because they've been benefiting from you writing for so many other people, you know what right. I mean, that it's like, I don't kind of want you to do that. I, w- I want exactly. you just to, you know, be, you know, put butter on my bread, not just, you know, <laughs> exactly. your bread. So, you know, um, I mean, it's a, very, it's a very delicate balance, and that's the thing, like, you have to you know, skirt around that very carefully, essentially, as you're, you know, coming up. And right now, it's like, um, I've worked on, so some of the stuff I worked on the end of this last year is going to start coming out within this year for different artists that I've written for. Um, So from that, you know, that's going to, you know... Help boost your stuff. Now, when is... Their stuff is amazing because they're all super talented. I'm like... Super excited that I was able to write with them, you know. Now, when does Taylor um, Made actually drop in the um, outlets, the music outlets? Because it's currently on your website. Yeah, so right now it's, it's streaming on the website. It's um, it's going to be streaming on there until the end of this month, January thirty first, and then it's going to be going up. Actually, the next day, February first, will be the like official release okay. for Taylor Made on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, all of that. Okay, and your and your That's website is announcement for that, so exclusive for BB. Oh yay! And Taylor uh, Taylor made is on Taylor Jameson J A M I S O N dot com where you can find yes, it ma'am. now. And we're at the end of our show, so oh, no. I I know, and I have it's to say goodbye to you. It's always so wonderful to check in with you, which I do a lot anyway. But um, but it's not a goodbye. It's just it's just to see you later, right? Right, just to see you later, <laughs> and we'll have you on the show again. I know we will. We have not heard the last of you. We've only just begun. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, we've only just begun the year. It's 2017, and thank you guys so much for tuning in today to It's Everything with B.B. Sweetbriar, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>